So this is going to be my first podcast that I'll be recording. Um, I'm not too sure where I want to take these podcasts, but I do want to take these in a direction where hopefully those listening could maybe learn something from this. And hopefully from there, I can start to make a few improvements. Um, so yeah, this is my first podcast. I do have a guest with me here today. Um, his name is Yoon Say hi, Yoon. Hello. He Hello. is a good friend of mine. We went to the same high school together and, um, we actually have a lot in common, surprisingly. Same birthday, parents do the Way same too thing. much in common. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, well, first off, thanks for sparing like 30 minutes to talk with me about whatever no I want to talk about. Um, no problem. So how is school for you? Because I know you go to Berkeley, one of the, um, you know, it's a really popular school. It's a really hard school. Yeah. One of the best yeah. public schools in the world, actually. So is it like hard for you? Honestly, I know you're a junior now, right? Yes. Um, we're just getting into the time of the year or like the time of our college career where we're starting to choose our majors and stuff like that. Uh, so it's getting a lot more specific course related wise, like instead of just taking general broad courses, right. we're actually focusing on like the nitty gritty details. Because your so, first two years are just example, GEs, right? Is it like? Wait, sorry. Can like, is it like crazy stressful for you? Like, it, like is Berkeley what you expected it to be? Like more or less? Or? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard the horror stories before. Like Berkeley is a one of the most stressful schools, actually ranked nationally. Um, I know some people like to use that as like a point of pride. So like they like to brag that Berkeley is a stressful environment and you like to thrive in it. But honestly, like, I don't, I don't think that's great for the general health of the student body as a whole. That actually, because, yeah, I, like, I do agree on that. It's actually really interesting how, um, because you know how I'm going to be like going to like an actual college, like in a few months. Right. And like, yes. It's it's crazy because I've always looked at Berkeley, especially a few years ago, as like this super top tier school. But then when I actually thought about it, it's like I only like it because of the name, right? And all of the like preconceived notions that people have when somebody says I go to Berkeley. But then, like, like when you go to a college, like or like um, if you go to Berkeley, you don't really feel anything special. Like you. Like, maybe get a high or, like, you feel accomplished for, like, the first month or so. But then after a while, it just becomes regular routine. So my, like, perspective on this is that don't go to, like, a university or, like, don't look up to university because they brag about being, like, prestigious or something like that. And thrive at any university and make a great career out of, like, any place to go to. It's it it, yeah. like but it's kind of hard it for a few people, way. right? Because like you and I, like you and I both come from um, families who um, grew up in a different country, right? Your parents came from Korea to America. Kind of. My parents immigrated when they're teenagers, so okay. But yeah, yeah, and then my parents came over when they were full-grown adults. But it's like, yeah. 
because when we are in like high school, right, it's kind of um we don't have much of a say, sort of, especially when your parents are super conservative or they come from a different culture or something. They really want you to go to a school where they kind of like like everybody knows the name, right? And then you kind of lose control oh, yeah. of that that choice you have and like this is your life we're talking about like this is going to be something that you are going to be affected by for the rest of your life and your parents are kind of having first say well there's definitely that um like when i was choosing colleges there's definitely that that contributed towards my decision to go to berkeley right i mean i don't blame you i mean yeah but in the same light I believe it was also kind of like I wanted to go there for the same reasons that you just listed, because I thought it was prestigious that had like uh, like really great nationally ranked programs for the departments I wanted to go into. Do you but, uh, regret it by any sense? I mean, there's always regrets, no matter what you choose. I am a firm believer of the philosophy that Regardless of anything you choose, nothing is ever going to work out exactly as you wish. Because I remember you wanted to choose between um, Berkeley and Davis, and then you went to Davis, uh, voice crack, whoops. Um, you went to Berkeley because um, I guess you there was also that personal thing, like you personally wanted to go, but you also include like a pretty big portion where like your mom really pushed you to go there because your brother went there, right? Oh, yes. It's also the matter of hand that it was just nice and convenient as well. Like, when your brother does the exact same thing, right, then you basically have voice that you can ask for help or, like, for advice who can help you out with the courses that he also took. I understand so that. There's also that convenience factor, if you'd like to call that. Because, yeah, like, it, it's it's really cool to see how, I guess, how your interests compare to the interests of your parents, especially when you're the first child or, like, the first or second child that's going to a school that is in a whole different place than your parents, I think. And then I definitely, oh, like, appreciate, yeah. Hours. Right. And it's then... Um, Berkeley is only a couple hours away from... It's it, it's um because I I've been doing a lot of thinking lately. And it's like on top of school, right? You have all these other obligations. Like you have to get yourself out of bed in the morning, make yourself food, um, manage your time, and then manage your stress. Like especially especially the fact that uh I guess a lot of us don't really know how to handle that when we've been living with our parents the whole time, like they cook you food, oh, yeah, they no. give you advice. Yeah. 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 Catapulted into this whole new life of independence and stuff like that. Right. So at the beginning, it's a lot of trial and error. And even in the middle of things like where I am right now, there's still a lot of trial and error. When you're when you're doing that trial and error error sort of thing, like I know you improved a lot because you spent almost three years at Berkeley now, but um, have you ever like lost confidence in yourself during that trial and error when you're constantly getting things wrong or doing things wrong? You are, 
you are, I guess you are having this sense of doubt, sort of? Oh, yeah. No, no. I still do. I still do. Like, you're, you're always, like, life always throws obstacles in your path, right? Right, right. Um, so, whatever that you have to, that is like a, um, what I mean by that is like a change in the way that you perceive things. Or like how you want to approach things. So in that case, you just reconsider like what you can do to improve and how to fix it and then resolve not to make the same mistakes again. Because in the end, that's basically all you can do. So it's you more like, um, to, oh, sorry, like yeah. continue, but it's if you have like anything to you say. You always have to self-improve is what I'm saying. You should always strive to self-improve. That's um that's a really good um transition into what I wanted to talk about next. When you when you're doing this self-improvement thing, um do you think it um self-improvement is something that is only done through I want to say your willpower and like your hands? Because I know a lot of other people they put their faith in other things such as christianity and other religions or maybe other people and then they find their oh, yeah, source no. of resolve through that like do you think yeah. one or the other is better or do you think like one is wrong because like self-improvement yeah is, yeah the way i view self-improvement is it's 99 percent based on your willpower your ability to accomplish because Christianity um, is a good supporting um, is a good support system to find peace. It allows you to find comfort in times of stress and need. But in the end, it's like what you learn and how you apply that to real life is what you can't just like I'm that um, can't just keep wishing, like hoping and praying for a change to come. Because, um, honestly, miracles, like, rarely happen nowadays. And like, nowadays, love to attribute it to... Do you think that religion is a substitute for willpower? Because I, I know a no. lot of people who think, like... Yeah. If they put no, their faith in God. Okay. I don't think it's a substitute for willpower. Um, unless you're talking about like religious zealots, which like that's a whole other story that I'm not well first enough to go. But um, I'm saying that religion is a good supplement to willpower. It can be a source of inspiration do you find yourself relying on religion quite often during like when you're stressed out in college or when you are having like these thoughts in your head? Um, I try not to because really usually like when it gets to the point where it's like usually when it comes to college and university and stuff like that, um, usually have to depend more on yourself, like your abilities, your mental thinking, like your intellect, your ability to create like solve problems and stuff like that, right? 
Right. Like, in the end, when you walk into the exam room, like, God can't help you there. You're basically on your own, right? Because you walk in there only with the knowledge in your head. Maybe a cheat sheet if the professor lost it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Like, I definitely so, do acknowledge that. But it's just, um, there's a, yeah. yeah. I think there's a clear divide. Or like there's a separation between what religion can do and what you can do. And it's good to rely on both for the areas that you want to focus on. It's just a matter of figuring out like which, whether religion or your willpower, your ability to succeed, like where that applies. The the last part that you said about like where it applies in somebody's life, I think that I feel like, because I thought about that too. And the only thing that I guess we can all see collectively is that it's going to take a whole lifetime to figure it out. And while you're doing that, it's more or less you staying in that um, trial and error sort of mindset. Because you see, like, if you take a religious view and a non-religious view, both have their limits and their advantages, right? And then especially if you try to have that middle ground where you try to incorporate both aspects of them into your life, I feel like from person to person, that middle ground is going to vary and it will never be objectively defined. You kind of have to improvise as you go. Yeah, the nature of perfection is like ideal that we all like want to strive for. Um, but in the general sense of life, like it's usually like multifaceted, and usually there's no real way to obtain like a perfect life. So you yeah, mentioned, um, yeah, you sorry to to cut you off but um like you mentioned perfect life and i just have a really big i guess bone to pick with that because i know a lot of us do agree you can't achieve the perfect life your life cannot be filled with everything that you could possibly want and everything is going to give you peace and like uh, peace of mind stuff like that but then it feels like everybody is still going for it, right? They're super greedy. They they want all the best things for themselves. And they know from the get-go, or at least when they become really self-aware, that that their pursuit of these things isn't going to give them happiness, but they still devote like the vast majority of their life going after it. And then I just don't understand that, especially when you try to see it from like a religious pers- perspective. There are tons of stories in the Bible talking about how you should not pursue worldly things and people know it's wrong but they still do it anyway because they kind of cling on to this hope saying that it might bring them happiness yeah it's you know yeah freud had like his whole diagram about the human psyche right freud the you've got the super ego which is kind of like your sense of morals like the thing that guides you Mm -hmm. um that ultimately makes the decisions that um, you feel is right. You have the ego, which is like your morals, like your hard set rules that you go by. And then you have the id, which is kind of like your 
go-to instincts, like the things you want most in life, like passion, wealth, stuff like that. We're always going to have like that inside of us. So it's going to be people who are going to be pursuing wealth and like greed and prioritizing that over what is objectively morally correct. But that is not to say that not everyone in the world is like that. There, I'm a optimist in the sense that there are good people in the world, and that um, there's people who are actually out there to make the world a better place. For example, there's definitely people like that. Yeah, like I, I definitely do agree. The yeah. movie "It's a Beautiful Day" um, in the neighborhood with Tom Hanks in it. I suggest you go watch that it can definitely inspire you to move in the opposite direction of like the figure you just described kind of like greedy wealth oriented okay and it can help like teach you that it's okay to feel human at the same time like you learn how to it teaches you really well how to manage like the negative stuff in your life and how to turn it into good I'll definitely check the movie out because I, I really do like movies made by Tom Hanks because Tom Hanks actually came from our neighborhood, right? He, he grew up in Sacramento. He actually went to Rio Americano High School. Yeah, he went to Rio Americano High School. Oh, man. But I guess what is popping into my head now is like life after college, Right. Because I think we're all in that point in life where we're kind of, whether we like it or not, we have to think about it. Because, you know, we can go to grad school and stay in school for a bit longer. But then after that, we kind of default to a a nine to five job Monday through Friday. And then you have two weekends off to do stuff like that. And for me, when you're in college, I believe that the working through, like, College is a time in which you decide what you really want to do with yourself. I totally like agree. Your entire childhood, high school, middle school, elementary school, that was you discovering your passions, like what you enjoy doing, like what you really excel at. College is, again, the trial and error phase. Like you try out things and you see, you want to see if you can make a career out of it, if you want to do stuff with it. And once you find that, like, then you're set on the road to. I was talking to you yesterday and you said something about, um, I forgot his name. He makes, he's the Asian guy that makes food videos. Um, Simply Dumpling. Yeah. That guy, you said, um, he worked, he worked a nine to five job and then he turned his whole life into flying around the world, trying out trying out food right yeah so it just got me thinking like yeah so in that case like it just goes to show that it's an eye-opening experience but it's not necessary for you ultimately like you don't have to go through the full like program the full four years you're not obligated to necessarily get a college degree in order to succeed in life like the big examples are Steve Jobs and like the other people who dropped out of college to pursue a career. Mark Zuckerberg, who founded Facebook. 
But those people are just like one in a million, right? Like you can look at like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg. I'm pretty sure they weren't the first people to have these crazy ideas, but they were the ones who had like the means to do something. And I guess like, it's just a rare thing for you to to accomplish it. But that's the thing. I'm pretty sure all these other people had drives as well, but I don't know what made them to be the person that makes a whole empire or this whole new company where they can just yeah earn millions so yeah but like it, like what i'm trying to get to, at it, yeah oh yeah. sorry like continue but to like the spirit of entrepreneurship right mm-hmm. and the philosophy behind that is there is no reward unless you don't take risks and that's the thing with risks. Sometimes you fail and you have to start all over again. But sometimes you succeed. So it's like the good old adage, do or do not, there is no try. Like you don't know, you're not going to get a reward unless you don't try. Is that whole entirely, ultimately, uh, yeah, that do or die mindset? I feel like that's kind of like why like Facebook or Google didn't show up earlier. Because, like, while people may have had those same ideas, they didn't have, like, the same willingness to throw themselves off the cliff into, like, the abyss of uncertainty, I guess you could call it, Mm -hmm. um, to get that reward. And while there might have been, there definitely was a whole bunch of luck involved. Like, they found the necessary connections they found the right audience in the right amount of time. Like ultimately in the end, it's like, you just got to do it. I guess when it comes to anything in life, you kind of need a little bit of luck, right? Kind of cross your fingers and like pray that something works out for you. Yeah, no. Life just basically boils down to a whole bunch of statistics, I believe. Like, you have, you're born in of probabilities right and then like from there you might be you might be dealt a dead hand but then it's like you have the ability to influence those probabilities to go in the direction that you want you get one chance i do i do i'm just thinking back to the entire nine to five job thing because all these people did i guess from one sense or the other denied the the societal norm i would say of working a nine-to-five job and chose to chase this crazy idea that ended up working out for them but it's just like i guess i'm also at that crossroads like am i okay with waking up at the same time five days a week and doing pretty much the same task and i guess there's a little variation depending on what i'm doing because i do want to go into law and there's a lot of variation in that but like Mm -hmm. for the rest of your life right for 50, 60 years, you're going to be in a constant cycle and there's not much wiggle room to change things up. Unless if you completely oh. deviate from the norm and do something that a lot of people don't do, you're kind of I stuck. Disagree. I disagree with the idea that your heart's stuck in a position. Like, I know, oh, geez, there's this, my dentist actually, um, I was talking to him a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he used to work in a business firm for like 10 years or so after he graduated college. Yeah. And then afterwards, he found that that wasn't fulfilling. And so he switched to dentistry after that, which was in the end of his true passion. So I believe that if you have a will, like there's always for you to find what you really like to enjoy. Because you and also mentioned the thing about um, statistics. I mean, I, I definitely respect this guy for finding his true passion in, in denti- dentistry, but like it gets expensive and you're using more time that I wouldn't exactly call a, wa- a waste, but you have to pull out of your reserves. And, yeah. and, and, for, and for me, that's just kind of like the worst part of trying to find something that you want to do, especially when you're in college, because you are limited on time. The amount of money is, is for the average person, really limited. And if you make the wrong choice, you definitely have the option to start over and pursue something else. But eventually, you're going to run out of times so that you can do that, and you might be stuck. That's what I'm trying to get at. You eventually reach okay. this point where you're kind of stuck, and you don't have the resources to dig yourself back out. And even if it was something that you're personally invested in, it might end up not being fulfilling and you can't do anything about it. I understand where you're going with that. But um, honestly, I do find, I'm an op, like, I'm an optimist. I know I said that before, but I do believe it's possible that you can find like what you're really passionate about. Like once you just go to find something that you enjoy doing day in, day out. Like for me, it's orchestra right now. So I know that I kind of, and it's also helping people. So in mm-hmm. the end, I kind of want to combine both of those things and incorporate them into medicine where I feel like I'll be able to help people the most. So yeah, like I, um, because like, like if you're unsure about whether or not you're passionate about something, then chances are you're not passionate. Like you're not really uh, truly passionate about, it. and yourself like sitting at a desk, like doing that same thing over and over again without truly enjoying it. Then I honestly think it's more fulfilling to search for something new and try new stuff out. I definitely do agree with that. And I guess because after having like, like doing this conversation with you, it's like, I guess I, I kind of wished that I kind of explored more when I was a kid, trying more activities and stuff instead of me kind of sitting comfortable being like, I like this. It's I'm going to stick with this. It's never too late. Of course. Yeah. That's it's actually why I started doing these podcasts because I really like um, talking with people about certain things and like like right now like i really enjoy just talking to you about just random stuff like it's great i love that yeah and it's just like i mean huh yeah if i can add one more thing yeah yeah of course you have three minutes and yeah you the most important thing like in life is to never give up hope like i know that sounds like cheesy and all but like you always got to believe that you'll be able to find the light at the end of the tunnel and come out smiling at the end. 
Mm-hmm. Like it may take 20 years. It may take 30 years. God knows how long it might take, but you just got to keep searching for that one thing that will constantly make you smile. And if you have to jump around careers a bit, then so be it. Like, so long as you're happy, that's ultimately what life's all about. Fulfillment. I think that's a great uh, way to wrap up this podcast. I think that's just like, I think that's just amazing timing, but yeah, I definitely do agree with what, you say and what you have to offer it's just um i guess never stop being curious right always try something new like if you want to try just go for it and if you don't like it then just stop doing it i wish you know you you, you don't want to do that yeah that's the one thing that makes us human yeah i mean i just really wish i um realized that sooner because now I guess, you know, if we're being realistic here, time isn't really favoring us. But um we have less than a minute to time go. Is a resource. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually you do run out of resources, but we have like 30 seconds left in this podcast before the recording just stops. So to those who did listen to this podcast, I do apologize for the audio problems. I will try to work on that. But um again, big thanks to Yoon Min who is my first guest on this podcast. Thanks for everything you had to say, Yoon. Yeah. Um, hopefully, if you guys want to give me advice on how to improve, I would absolutely love to hear them. You know how to contact me. Um, and I will try to push out a new podcast as soon as I find an- another guest because I realize it's just really hard for me to talk by myself. And uh, without further ado, I guess, I will conclude the podcast here and I'll see you guys in the next one. <laughs>